And then uh, he was replaced by John Quincy Adams. JQA. The first son of a president to become president. And he became president under questionable circumstances. Because um, basically, in, after the era of good feelings in this whole period of the Democratic Republicans basically controlling everything, there was beginning to be a movement for a new political party. And it was a political party that was based around another change that was starting to happen at this time, which was that poor, non-land-owning white men were being given the vote. We're agitating for the right to vote and we're being given the right to vote. And, you know, inherent in the ideals of the United States of all men are created equal is this kind of push that is slowly expanded to, to different groups of people. And the first group is poor white guys. Poor white guys aren't as into this um, elite group of people who have been running the country. And they are skeptical of some of these financial sorts of powers. They're skeptical of big banks. Um, and they coalesce around Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson it was famous for being a bloody general who had no problem killing Native Americans. And I guess the thing I didn't mention when you asked the question about why we want to take over so much land is also that People wanted, we continually are having more immigrants and people moving into the country and people are having big families. And what's the potential for people coming out of a European system in which owning land was so rare to own their own land makes them continually want to push west. There's a famous historian named Frederick Jackson Turner who says that the existence of a frontier and the continual movement of people towards the frontier explains America pretty bold thesis to that any thesis that ends with explains America is pretty bold. But I think people don't make fun of that thesis. They think, yeah, that's pretty true. And Andrew Jackson's a guy who came out of the backwoods of Kentucky and Tennessee and like these areas that at the time were considered the West. And those are people who see Native Americans as dangerous savages who are on what could be their land. And so Jackson really appeals to the Western men too. But you still have this electoral college system in place that keeps regular people from making a lot of decisions. And John Quincy Adams um, fails to win a majority in the electoral college. Um, so does Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson wins the popular vote by a pretty clear margin. And he actually wins a, a, a majority or a plurality of people in the Electoral College, but it's not enough to get the full presidency. And so when that happens, it gets thrown into the House of Representatives. And in the House of Representatives, a bargain was made between basically the other vote-getters um, besides Jackson. And they were all like ganged up to be like, let's not let Jackson be president. And so John Quincy Adams uh, became president and Henry Clay, the guy who kind of like came in second or third behind Jackson, is named Secretary of State. And uh, interestingly, at this time, almost every president was previously Secretary of State. John Quincy Adams, um, James Monroe, James Madison, um, even Jefferson originally had been Secretaries of State. He gets into office through what, what became known as the corrupt bargain. And he was pretty ineffective 
in office in part because there was just this constant agitating from the outside that's like, you don't deserve to be president. You made this corrupt deal. Now, it's not there's no rule that says you can't make an alliance and and, you know, work the system in that way. But it was getting tied up in this like deeper argument about the people versus the elites. And I think there's no time period that feels in some ways more relevant to the Trump era than the rise of Andrew Jackson. And Quincy Adams is eventually defeated by Andrew Jackson, who becomes um, one of the most transformative presidents of the United States. So how does that happen? Does it, does Second time around, he just creams him in the Electoral College. And so he, he, he wins outright. Is that because the elitist people in the Electoral College are like, we need to start paying attention to what the people want and representing them? Mm, I think they managed to get... Well, no. And the Electoral College, it, the way you get people into the Electoral College was set up to make sure that it's all elites, but you can work the system. And Jackson had an incredible campaign manager, especially the second time around, named Martin Van Buren, who really figured out how to get people into the Electoral College through the state legislature mm-hmm. system so that the second time around, Jackson won, and he won outright. But he also was riding a wave of people feeling like this corrupt insider group needs to be replaced by the common man. <laughs>